Welcome to Unplanned Podnancy, the only podcast that you happen to be listening to right now. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. Uh, and today we've got a little something special for you. Matt, why don't you break it down for them? All right. So if you listen to the last episode, we did an episode where we thought up a hypothetical situation and we talked about how the world could be different uh, or would be different if that hypothetical situation had taken place instead of the reality that we live in. Uh this week we're going to do something sort of similar to that, but uh, we're going to be using random prompts. So the idea behind this is that I'm going to use a random word generator to generate two words, and I'm going to give those to Chris, and he's going to tell me a hypothetical situation or a story based off of those two words. And then when he's done telling his story, he's going to give me two words, and I'll do the same thing, and we're just going to go back and forth like that. So... Mm-hmm. Chris, are you ready? Oh, I was born not ready, but I'm ready now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Your first two words are urine pile. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, uh, amazing set of words. Um, <laughs> urine pile. Oh, wow. Okay. So there is a world outside of our galaxy outside of our space and time <laughs> okay. where these creatures exist that <laughs> live off of dirt and it's mushrooms. It's not the galaxy I'm in. It's the galaxy you're in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It's better. It's better than what I was going to go for, honestly. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's not even a story. That's just a, <laughs> it's just a play on words. Continue. Mushrooms. Then there's, a, there's a species that lives off dirt and mushrooms, and they don't drink water, um, unfortunately. So they don't urinate in the way that you and I consider urination. Um, these creatures, they live long, <laughs> long lives, but they, uh, build their homes out of a unique building material. And, uh, <laughs> since they eat dirt and mushrooms, what oh they God. have as your nation is just, uh, a solid excrement that... <laughs> They get together. <laughs> they get together and make into a urine pile. Nope. No. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Hopefully the next one's better. Matt You've just described pooping. <laughs> yeah. You've just described an intergalactic race of dung beetles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. So I did a bad job. <laughs> here's your here's your go at it. <laughs> you stole you stole all the thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm from making pun- puns. It was, it, it was too no good. No more urine puns. It was too good. Okay, you <laughs> your prompt is authority learn. Authority learn? <laughs> oh <my> god. <laughs> okay. Uh so uh in <laughs> in our current timeline, right? Um, we're we're taught typically to learn from authority figures, right? Um, yeah. We we go to school. We are we're supposed to treat our teachers as authority figures. They they tell us what to do. They tell us what to learn. They tell us to shut up, sit down, 
uh, eat our vegetables, all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that there's a country on Earth uh, where instead of people learning from authority figures, authority figures <laughs> learn from random children. <laughs> and so and so every time somebody is elected to government office, mm-hmm. they're immediately sent to a kindergarten where <laughs> they have to sit down at desks <laughs> and do <laughs> whatever lesson plan the local six-year-olds come up with. <laughs> And this leads to some pretty interesting outcomes, as imagine. you might imagine. Yeah. <laughs> as a result, the national holidays are uh, Ice Cream Thursday, mm-hmm. which is every Thursday. As it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Pooby Pee Poo, which is on every third tuesday of the month of every month (laughs) okay and then and then their version of christmas which is like the the one time of year where everybody's off work and everybody (laughs) decorates their houses (laughs) and and everybody really really goes all out and celebrates the holidays uh that holiday is called And 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 that and that is the story of the country of fascinating, fascinating land. I would love to vacation there sometime. Yeah, it's great. They they don't have visas. They just have they just have have finger paintings. (laughs) Well, I'll make sure to get one done so I can visit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, your random words. I'm not gonna give you those because I don't even know how to say that word. <laughs> your word is your word is horseshoe responsibility. Jesus Christ! <laughs> On a ranch out there in Texas, there is a horse who roams the field. Up and down, he protects his fellow cattle. (laughs) And he wields the magical horseshoe. Being gifted with the magical horseshoe, he knew that it was his (laughs) responsibility to protect the other cattle from poachers and the wildlife that would hunt them. (laughs) The, the, I'm sorry. (laughs) Continue. I was going to say something stupid. <laughs> Just continue. He is horseshoe responsibility. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's the whole story. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's a superhero. He's a superhero. He's well, a superhero he... horse, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Christ, your two words, your two words are penalty cancer.
Okay. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh. In the neighboring country next to Adidibidde, there's another <laughs> there's another country, and, and uh, so when you think back on history, <laughs> stop looking at me like that, Chris. <laughs> Chris, Chris, Chris Chris just looked at me like a child looks at <laughs> just at, at like an adult who's gonna give them ice cream and they're just waiting. Just like please sir. Anyhow. I'm so excited. I'm so excited this neighbor, to hear this. <laughs> this neighboring country. Wait, okay. So you think back through history, right? Yeah. And we had like the, the World War Two mm-hmm. where uh with the Manhattan Project, the Allied forces dropped nuclear weapons on Japan, right? Yeah. And we thought that that was uh, the beginning of nuclear invention uh, in in modern society, right? Sure. So, yeah. and since then, lots of different countries have developed their own nuclear weapons. Um, uh, at least that's the conventional wisdom, right? Each each country makes their own nuclear weapons. They have their own like physicists who are like coming up with this shit. That's not how it went down. That's not how it went down. That's not how it went oh down. Oh my god! How it actually went down is that this neighboring country that I'm talking about, uh, we'll call it Jamamia. Uh, Jamamia. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. For that's that. Yeah, that's what that's its like code word. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jamamia actually invented all of the nukes oh. and we've all we've just been buying them from from them and exchanging them for goods and what jam and mia invented the nukes for was actually to just to put out tons of radiation to punish people uh for crimes by just giving them cancer so you uh you you like uh, get that five finger discount you steal a candy bar at the store they take you and they throw you in a room where you shove your hand into a secure container that's like locked down, and then they just drop some radium in there, <laughs> and they just just give you hand cancer, and that's your punishment. So, yeah. <laughs> so the penalty is cancer. The penalty. The penalty is cancer. The penalty for anything wow. is cancer. Wow. It's like eye for an eye, but it's just cancer it's for anything. Cancer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I do not want to visit that country. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that finger painting anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so that's the thing, right? Like all the kids, <laughs> all the kids are mutants, and they have special abilities because they live so close to Jamamia, and Jamamia is just leaking radiation at the wazoo. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. You ready for your? <laughs> I understand the first country more now. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a weird area of the, yeah. of the globe. We just don't talk about. We just it. don't talk about. That's why it's not on any map. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your two words are scratch, entry. Oh, okay. Scratch entry. Yeah. Um. Uh. Little known fact about mm-hmm. the planet Earth, and okay. really, this isn't a little known fact. This is. A well-known fact. There are several types of insects on this planet. Just 
Billions and billions of species. Billions and billions of species of insects roam the planet of Earth. And there is a particular species of ant (laughs) that likes to find its way onto people's legs. (laughs) And it gnaws at their skin with its little pincers. And it, ooh, irritates the skin so badly. And then the ant scurries away, leaving its pheromones as a trail. And the people with their itchy skin scratch these itches. And they scratch and they scratch so much that it causes little wounds in the skin flesh. (laughs) And, And there is but another insect that is wildly attracted to the pheromones of this ant. Oh, God, and I hate where this is going, I think. That insect follows the pheromone trail to these people who have scratchy-scratched their legs <laughs> and made little holes in the skin flesh. And this insect, known as the hyperpede, slithers and slimes its way into the scratched entrances of the flesh and then burrows its way down into the muscle and then becomes part of the person to which it has entered and gives them super strength. (laughs) What's in it for them? Being part of a super strong (laughs) being. (laughs) Okay. Because every muscle fiber gets replaced with a hyperpede, and the human becomes a hyperpedemon and <laughs> is part of the Pokemon universe. And when it dies, uh, all the hyperpedes get released from th- the bag of flesh that is now decaying, and that's oh how the hyperpede reproduces. How come I haven't ever seen this Pokemon? online or well, any games or- uh you know it's it's a real pokemon it's not a video game character uh you should remember so that are, that pokemon this, is real this takes well there's one pokemon on earth it's that <laughs> and you it was would, the original it was the original pokemon it, it's where it's where the entire idea for <laughs> for pokemon came <laughs> for from pokemon. okay oh, from the hyperpede, the hyperpede. And the hyperpede, which just turns your body into fucked up Voltron. Yeah, and you know, it's really the fault of all the radiation that's being leaked around the world. So, <laughs> okay. You know, all right. There's so, plenty of fingers to point. Yeah. Um, what I'm learning is we're just uncovering all the secrets of the Shadow Society that's trying to keep Jam and Mia and their radiation leakage and all yeah. the weird shit that happens because of it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Jam and Mia created the first Pokemon, the original, yeah. Pokemon, the only Pokemon on Earth. There you go. Yeah. Conspiracy podcast now. This is where we're at. Um, all right. Your, your words are cupboard, Quran. So, all right. So, you may be wondering... How Chris and I actually know so much about this shadow society that is trying to keep the weird radiation and mutations and mutant shit 
that's leaking all over the globe from Jamie Mia. Uh, the Shadow Society that's trying to keep that all hidden from you, right? Um, well, the, the fact of the matter is, oh, what we've really been doing is reading you facts uh, from a book that we found. Um, and <laughs> we've been cleverly disguising the information that we've been giving you as a podcast and pretending that we've been making it up, but it's all true. Uh, it all comes out of a book that we discovered in Chris's grandma's cupboard one time. And on the outside, it looked like a Quran. And we were just like, wow, that's crazy, Chris. Your grandma has a Quran. Yeah, so we uh, we pulled the book out. We were going to give it a, give it a little read. It discovered the Shadow Society. Learned all about Jam and Mia. It was wild. So now we're here. Yeah. I wasn't going to talk about that, but you, I mean, you brought it wow, up. So. I can't believe you would say these things, man. Um, you revealed where we got all this information from. It's, it's yeah. a real shock to the system. A it real shock crazy. to the system. It is crazy. So, Chris, what I want you to do then uh, yeah. is tell tell us one of the more important passages out of the book. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And I think you know what pa- has a j- passage I'm talking about. Give me um, give me a couple of word yeah, hints. Yeah, it's the uh, the passage that talks about the flawed plan. <laughs> oh, oh, that part of the book. That yeah, part of the book. That's a very important part of the book. Uh, the the infamous, the legendary, the flawed plan. So, in what we have dubbed the Dark Quran, um, there <laughs> is a uh, there's a group of chapters that talk about uh, a very specific event that will uh, take place. But um, there is also a chapter that references why the event will fail, and uh, this event is known as the flawed plan. Right. And um, part of the explanation of the flawed plan is a 13 step series of uh, events along the timeline of the earth that have to occur. And currently we are sitting around uh, event number seven. Uh, that, that's what's going, that's what's currently happening. Uh, I believe, uh, event number seven was, uh, as I believe the wording went was the slapping of the rock, uh, which, which was yeah. Will Smith Important. slapping Chris Rock, you know, <laughs> that, that's, that was a, that was event number seven. It's a big one. Um, you would yeah. think that COVID would have been in there somewhere, but and no, that, apparently yeah, there was, it had nothing to do with the plan. There's no, nothing in there about that, w- weirdly enough. But the reason that the, the plan is flawed, um, really comes down to the fact that it relies upon, um, Will Smith's son, Jaden Smith, uh, becoming, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And as we already know, there is a Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the plan is flawed. And the Dark Quran is already aware that this plan will never succeed. And that is why it refers to it as the flawed plan. But, you know, the flawed plan uh, is circumnavigated by uh, another plan, which, uh, Matt, you should tell us about. Um, okay. and right. you know, just to like 
trigger your yeah. memory. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure you talk about the lifestyle ball. The lifestyle ball. Okay, yeah. So um, that, uh, um, yeah, that's a, that's an important part of this whole thing because I mean, thank God, Chris. The, the the timeline where uh, Jaden Smith becomes Spider Man in the Spider in the Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't take place because yeah. the the book also warns you about what would happen if that were to actually take place. Right. It's it's, it's basically just the like the apocalypse happens. Um. But but thankfully there was a Messiah who who came uh to Earth to make sure that Jaden Smith didn't get that role and um. Uh, basically, what happens is that at the uh, uh, like I don't know, ten or fifteen years ago, you wouldn't have really heard about this because they didn't make a big stink over it. But um, there was <laughs> I forgot I forgot what your reminder was, Chris. <laughs> I forgot. You make sure you talk about the lifestyle ball. Oh, the lifestyle ball. Right, right, right. So um. Part of the news around the whole Will Smith thing is uh, his extramarital affairs and uh-huh. his his wife um, and, and her uh, sleeping around with younger men. And uh, the reason that that happened was because uh, about a, a decade ago, there was a, uh, a, a big party and the Smiths were invited. And uh, they called it a lifestyle ball. And basically... What happened was uh, this Messiah came and he got all of his disciples t- together, like all these people that were like in his inner circle, and they were like, "Look, we really need to make sure that Jaden Smith does not become Spider Man." So they uh, ma- they 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 like put together this party, this lifestyle ball, and they invited the Smiths. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Will Smith uh, and uh, his wife showed up. Yeah. And um, while they were there, they learned all about how having an open relationship could uh, really j- j- just like uh, make their lives better. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and they had a whole like they had a PowerPoint and everything planned out for him. And the Messiah and his disciples showed him the PowerPoint. And then Will Smith, Will Smith, though, he was like, uh, you know, I'm not really sure about this. Um, and uh, he was pretty resistant to it. So he he was like, no, I'm not on board. Not digging it. PowerPoint wasn't good enough for me. But see, Jada, she was like, damn. That's a bomb-ass PowerPoint. Look at those transitions. And she was hooked. She was sold right then and there. The and, and then, Yeah, and that, that just, like, created a bunch of tension in their marriage. And, see, the thing about it is Jaden definitely would have become Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the marital difficulties that Will and Jada had to go through as a result of the lifestyle ball... It it just like threw him out of whack, right? It distracted him. He wasn't doing well in school anymore, and he was. And it just it it just created too much friction for him, and so he just never made it to that peak Spider Man status that he was. He would have otherwise been destined. For. And that's how they. That's how the Messiah corrected the timeline. That's that's wild. 
isn't yeah. it? That's wild. It was a wild read. I remember when I it first was. saw that, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, you read about the lifestyle ball, and you're just like, man, like, this sounds like it's going to be dope. And then you just learn it's just ruining this kid's childhood. Yeah. But it's, it prevents a lot of terrible up. things, though. It does prevent a lot of terrible yeah. things. And, Chris, you know, one of those terrible things that would have happened. Uh-huh. We, you, know, you know which one I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I yeah. think I do. Yeah. You're ta- we're talking about the terrible thing that would have happened with the articulate performer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and amazingly, the articulate performer is not Jaden Smith, uh, regardless of how talented and, and wonderful of an actor he may be in uh, The Pursuit of Happiness, I believe, uh, was uh, the movie he was in with his dad. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Jada, also a, um articulate performer as well as will smith uh all all great articulate performers but not the articulate performer right you know there's only one truly articulate performer and it's important that we lay out some groundwork about who this person is um firstly they are wildly influential in today's modern society um, and they paved the way for many a great actor. They have led by example, um, and really changed the foundation of <laughs> Hollywood and movies. <laughs> they, they inspire people to do better, to yeah. live, uh, strong, meaningful lives, to really be brave and uh journey where <laughs> no one has gone before okay. um this this actor uh has yeah. spoken words that no one had heard until they said it and that's part of being articulate and being a performer you know is bringing words to life uh yeah. the written word uh springing onto the screen in, in the form of man or woman uh speaking it into reality and this particular actor um the articulate performer themselves the that one yeah really uh not only changed the way of acting but um inspired future technology as well Oh, which is okay. amazing! Wow. Is amazing, yeah. and and that actor has lived long and prospered, and it is uh, Sir Patrick Stewart. Oh, wow. the, the okay. articulate okay. performer. Yeah, I don't think I, I, th- I don't think I knew about this part of the Dark Quran. Yeah, uh, well, it's important that you you're aware of the intensity and the fervor that comes along with the articulate performer Sir Patrick Stewart because not only was, was he in Star Trek, which right. clearly has inspired uh, technological advances throughout mm-hmm. the years and inspired many, many an actor. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, he's he's been s- so pivotal in in the correct plan, not the flawed plan. That's the one that passed by with Jane Smith not becoming Spider-Man, but the correct plan, the, right. the the plan to be executed. And um part of why it's so important, and I'd like you to speak on this, Matt, is uh yeah. both um 
uh, two little words, two little words, you know, uh, and yeah. I'd like you to elaborate on this. Uh, the, the bless skilled. The bless skilled, right. Okay. So see, when you, you were talking about that, we were talking about the, um, the, uh, the fucking lifestyle ball and, um, uh, you were talking about the, the, uh, articulate performer and what I, what I wasn't sure that you were actually getting to was the part where the uh, the lifestyle ball and the articulate performer actually warn us about the bad things that would happen if the uh, if the flawed plan hadn't taken place. Uh, so the the <laughs> the part that really brings all of that together um, is God. What are the words? I'm thinking of the words, and I can't even think of the words. I, it, it's it's fascinating how the dark Quran kind of shadows your mind, but I'll, I'll yeah. I've got it jotted down here, so I'll try to. Well, I just get, try I to, just get, <laughs> I just get so, so carried away, so carried away. You know, I forget you know? my train of thought. It's, it was about the uh, blessed skilled. Oh, the blessed skilled, right? Okay, so the reason that all of that comes together is that there is. A, a woman okay mm-hmm. and uh this woman had a particularly um special uh set of talents right you you may say that she was blessed with some skill and the thing is about this woman is that uh if the flawed plan hadn't taken place and Jaden Smith had actually become Spider-Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, then the technology that Sir Patrick Stewart uh, would have inspired because of Star Trek would have led scientists to be able to replicate this woman's blessed skill mm-hmm. so well that it would have caused the destruction of society as we know it because wow. you, you see chris this woman's skill in particular was the, the ability to give just like the most mind-blowing blowjobs you've ever you you, you you can't even conceive of how crazy these blowjobs are and the star trek technology mixed with this woman's skill it it would have created a device that would have just kept men inside their homes for the rest of eternity and nothing would have ever gotten done and we would just watch society collapse in front of us it's true it's true but the thing and the thing is if jaden smith had become if jaden smith had become spider-man in the marvel cinematic universe he would have gotten on a, a into a limo to go to the premiere of a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and that limo, on its way to the premiere, would have crossed an intersection and blocked an intersection that uh, a speeding drunk driver ran through. Um, like they ran, there was a drunk driver in an SUV. They ran through a red light, and. If Jaden had been going to that premiere, his limo would have stopped the SUV and nobody would have gotten hurt. But because Jaden 
the flawed plan executed correctly and Jaden never made it to that premiere and that limo was never there, that SUV careened right through that intersection, ran up on a sidewalk and killed the woman with the blessed skill. And we were never able to replicate her, her talents and it saved society. Yeah. Kept us, kept us from the downfall of, uh, no reproduction among humans. Uh, yeah. Incredibly important that uh, this woman not have her skills reproduced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... Yeah. I yeah. think... Uh, yeah, I think that's a big takeaway from... from that. That's, that's one of the most important things that you can learn from the dark uh, I think we have... I think we have time for one more excerpt. Uh, one more excerpt each from the yeah, dark. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's right. make sure we cover that. Uh, so I think we'll get we'll get away from the plan, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll explore some some of the more some of the deeper cuts mm-hmm. of the dark Quran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the first one that comes to mind for me is the one about uh the orange kick. Did you say the orange kick? The orange kick. I didn't. I I didn't know that we would talk about the orange kick. Are you sure you want to go there? Yeah, I mean it's a big it's a big topic to drop on our on our first episode about the dark Quran, but I think it's a it's an important one. Here's here's the thing about the orange kick, and I really need to forewarn uh, the audience that what you're about to hear may twist your mind into things that you could never imagine it being. Uh, you will see the universe in a different light. And you will no longer be able to pee while sitting. It, you, it will become impossible for you once you understand about the well, that's kick. Well, that's just the risk that we were we had to take. Chris. Yeah, uh, and to our female audience, I apologize. Uh, a horrible, horrible situation, but you're just going to have to hover or learn another way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it changes the way the bladder functions. I can't help it. So, uh, viewers, be warned. Uh, listeners, beware. Um, so, the orange kick <laughs> is a, a little slice of uh, a pie. Believe it or not, oh, it's a it's a slice of pie. And there is said to be a fella out there who has been working on his craft of making the perfect pie. And uh, the Dark Quran states that in his 73rd year of life, he will uh, pass without having perfected the recipe. And his daughter will take up the uh, the work that he has been slaving over and in her and in her 27th year of life she will perfect the perfect pie and perfect the perfect perfect the perfect pie and what is amazing about the perfect pie is that there's a single slice a Mm -hmm. single slice that will be served to the president of the united states and that single slice will have a single piece of orange in it. And this single piece of orange is not supposed to be in that pie. You see, there's supposed to be the juice of orange in the pie. And there is throughout the rest of the pie. But that one piece of pie 
as a slice of orange that fell in. Oh, and okay. the chemical composition of the oh, it's pie. An, it's an imperfection in the perfect it's pie. It's an imperfection in the perfect pie. And the chemicals in this pie are perfectly balanced, Matt. You have to understand the balance of this pie. And that Hi. orange slice being in that piece, the president takes a bite and the acidity level isn't correct and it triggers a cascading effect in the president's brain and she will get up from the table, walk to the door, and smash her head through the glass panel and then scrape her face off on the shards of glass. And as she walks away, she will be the faceless president, which leads us into the last thing that uh, we have to talk about uh, regarding the faceless president, uh, and that's the red bubble. Oh, yeah. So, um, the faceless president is very clearly, at this point in the uh, event, which I think this is, what, event, we're currently on event number seven in the Dark Quran, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Dark Quran timeline. So, the this event in particular is the 11th mm-hmm. uh, event yeah, in I believe that's the, right. the Dark Quran. Yeah, so... Obviously distraught by the fact that she no longer has a face and that she is the faceless president. Uh, Being the president of the United States, she has access to lots of genetic research and biotechnology and stuff like that. And so she sets about getting all of the American government's researchers and biologists and molecular, molecular scientists together to try to come up with a way to regrow her face. And, I mean, I don't necessarily know that it's the path that I would take, but, I mean, if you have, un- like, the resources of the United the entire United States government at your fingertips, why not try something crazy like that? So, uh, she sets about uh, creating this program to try to come up with some sort of way to regrow her face, and they they work on it for about six months, and um, at some point, and this all goes back to we're bringing it all back to the nukes, man. At some point, one of the scientists is like, "We have these cells, and they grow a little bit, right? And, and they're they're slight, they're getting to face shaped, not quite, but they're getting to face shaped, and it's taking a long time for them to grow. Yeah. But one of the scientists." Is just like, what if we take the that group of cells and just nuke it? Hey, what will it mutate and just grow faster? Will it grow a crazier face? Will it grow a better face? Will it will it grow a face at all? So they try it. So they take the group of, they take the group of cells that uh, they want to be faceless president's face, mm-hmm. and they stick it out in the middle of the Arizona desert. Oh my. And they they drop a nuke on it. Wow. And uh, at first, it just kind of seems like nothing's really happened. So they take some dudes and they put them in some hazmat suits. And they send them in to go recover what's left of the blob. And to their horror, by the time they get there, it started swelling. Oh, no. 
And it's just growing larger and larger and larger and larger by the minute. And uh, after, I mean, after about 10 minutes, it's gotten so large that it's impossible to contain. And they don't even know what to do about it. And it's just this big fleshy mass. And they're afraid of it. They're afraid it's alive. They don't know what it's going to do to it. Is it sentient? Who knows? So they start shooting at it, as good all good Americans do. Yeah, of course. And, and it's it's just making the problem worse. It's just getting it's just making it angry, and it's expanding further and further and further. So what do they do? What do they do, Chris? They nuke it again. Nah, of course. Yep. And as soon as they do that, the fucker just expands like. Over the state of Arizona, wow! And it and it turns red, and it looks like a bubble, and now it's this this large fleshy mass, the size of the state of Arizona, and it's causing all sorts of issues with air traffic. Air air traffic has to fly around it. It's causing all sorts of issues with the environment. It's sucking nutrients out of the ground. It's causing shade in the state's neighboring Arizona, so the plants around it aren't getting the proper sunlight. It's throwing all the shit out of whack. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you want to know about what happens to eventually resolve the red bubble Boy, don't and, I. And, and leads us up into event 12 of the Dark Quran, but we don't have time for that today. We don't have time for that so, today. That's yeah, a big event. Yeah, so that's just you're just gonna have to keep listening to the podcast, yeah. and uh, and maybe at some point we'll we'll come back, revisit the dark run, and uh, give you some more information about how that whole situation resolves this. That's right. Or it doesn't. Yeah, uh, if you want to hear more about the dark run, make sure to let us know, and uh, stay tuned for what happens next. Until next so, time. Yeah, this has been Unplanned Potency, the, the only podcast, the only podcast on the internet where you hear stories from the Dark Quran. <laughs> the, the only podcast where you will get these quality of stories yeah. as well about the Dark Quran. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Bye bye.